I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. Hello and welcome to the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to visit futureself.com where you can get the one-page Future Self checklist as well as the full Future Self course and other amazing goodies. All of these are free at futureself.com. All you have to do is put your email in. You'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State checklist and my ebook Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. We all go through peaks and valleys and the good things that happen in your life happen because of what you do during your valleys. The bad things that happen in your life happen because of what you do on your peaks. This is according to the book Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson. This is one of the best books I've ever read. I've read probably a thousand books at this point, studied psychology for over 10 years. This is one of the best books. And in this book, it explains just as people, we all go through peaks and valleys. And as you go through valleys, challenges, it could be a health problem. It could be you lose your job. It could be random things that happen. It could be mistakes you've made. If you learn from those valleys, and if you take those valleys to ultimately become better, not bitter, you can then create better peaks in the future. COVID-19 is an example. Maybe your business fell apart in COVID-19. Maybe you had to adjust and learn things. If you learn during your valleys, you can create bigger peaks in the future. Only if you take those valleys and become better, not better. You've got to see those valleys as this is happening for me, not this is happening to me. This is what Dan Sullivan would call being in the gain rather than the gap. If you're in the gap, then when you're in a valley or when something bad happens to you, you're just resentful. You wish something was different. You're a victim. Whereas if you're in the gain, you take that valley and you learn from it. And ultimately, you take what you learn to become better. And ultimately, you can create better peaks in the future. Now, when you get on a peak, this is where most people shoot themselves in the foot. When you're on a peak, you can become overconfident. Maybe you've made more money than you've ever made. Maybe you're in a great position and you stop doing those things that ultimately got you out of the valley and onto the peak. You stop doing the basics. You stop reading great books. You stop doing the morning routine. You stop ultimately moving forward in your life. When you're on your peak, it's easy to get indulgent. Actually, Greg McKeown in his book, Essentialism, he spent the whole book explaining this idea. He wondered, why don't people who become successful ultimately go on to become very successful? And the reason he found is, is that once you get successful, first off, you get overly distracted because once you get on a peak, you have way more opportunity. And once all that opportunity comes, it ultimately distracts you from being focused on your work. And so you end up getting distracted. You become overconfident. Maybe you invest your money poorly. Maybe you start overspending. That's what happens. As people start making more money, their expenses go through the roof. And ultimately, because people are either overconfident, distracted, unclear, or ultimately just make bad decisions, they fall off their peaks and create unnecessary valleys. So part of what this book is about is about how when you get on your peak, you ultimately don't want to self-sabotage. You want to extend those peaks, not, not get overconfident or lazy or indulgent on those peaks and create unnecessary valleys. So again, the premise is, Good things happen in your life because of what you do in your valleys, 
Whereas bad things happen in your life because of what you do on your peaks. And ultimately, you want to go from peak to peak to peak. And that's what brings me to book number two, The Big Leap. What this book teaches, which is most important, is a concept called the upper limit problem. So Gay Hendricks is a psychologist. He's the one who wrote the book. And the upper limit problem is basically the idea that as people, we all have an emotional baseline, a subconscious baseline. And usually when people start to make progress or improvements in their life, they start to, for example, really improve their relationships or they start making more money or they start getting in shape. As you start creating peaks in your life, you subconsciously self-sabotage. You hit the upper limit problem. That's the concept. Once you hit the upper limit problem, as you start making improvements in your life, ultimately what you end up doing to get back to your emotional safety zone, your subconscious baseline, is just you subconsciously self-sabotage yourself. That's how you ultimately rob yourself when you're on a peak, when you start making improvements in any area. It could be anywhere where you're making progress and improvements in your life. Ultimately, because you hit this upper limit problem, you end up self-sabotaging yourself and pulling yourself back to your emotional baseline and, and reverting back to what your comfort zone is. And so you want to ultimately avoid the upper limit problem by going from peak, staying on that peak, staying there and turning that to your new normal, your new identity, and ultimately then using that as the launching pad for going from that peak to bigger peaks. And that's ultimately what takes me to the third book, which is a free ebook download by Dan Sullivan called The Four C's Formula. Down below, you can download the ebook for free. It's a short little book. But The Four C's Formula basically walks you through the growth cycle of any endeavor. So the first C is commitment. In order to actually create a new future, you've got to commit to a specific future. There's actually a quote from the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, and they say, commitment is a statement of what is. You can know what you're committed to by the results you're getting. And so essentially, commitment is not what you want to have. Commitment is what you do have. So whatever, wherever you're at in your life right now, that's what you're committed to. And if you want something new, you've got to commit to that new future 100%. Commitment is the starting point of all growth, and commitment is what most people lack. So the first thing you do is ultimately clarify what you want and commit 100% to that. And your future self, whatever it is you want, your future situation, your future scenario is by virtue above and beyond your current situation. You're committing to something more and better than you currently have. And by committing to that, you now push yourself into the second C, which Dan calls courage. Because you're committing to an outcome or a situation that's above and beyond your current level of capability and confidence, you don't have the capability, the knowledge, the skills, but you're committing to a, a level. For example, if you want to be a millionaire, if you want to have a certain goal, or if you want an amazing relationship, you're committing to something above and beyond. Your future self is way beyond your current self. And so because of that commitment, that forces you into a state of courage. Courage is going outside your current knowledge, skills, abilities. It's going out of your comfort zone and ultimately going through the learning process. You start failing. You start learning. You start ultimately asking better questions developing the mental model or the mindsets of this new level, learning the principles of this new level. So commitment leads to courage, and you can actually know how committed you are to something based on how much courage you're exercising. One of the things that I love that Dan says is that courage doesn't feel good. I spent actually a lot of time studying the psychology of courage in my PhD program. From a psychology standpoint, courage is basically the intentional pursuit of a worthwhile goal. You're the one who determines if it's worthwhile. That involves some form of risk. You see it as risk. Courage can be risky. Courage means that it might not work out. Courage means that you could fail. But as you go through that courage cycle, as you're learning, trying, failing at your new goal, ultimately through that process, you start to develop new capability. That's the third C. By learning, by doing something over and over again, just as an example, when I first started blogging online, it took a lot of courage in the beginning. I committed, I'm like, when I was a graduate student, I had no, no writing under my belt. I wanted to become a professional author and I committed 100% to that. 
part of committing, by the way, is investing money into that goal. I bought a domain name. I bought an online course. But another part of it is ultimately taking action. There's a great quote from James Clear in the book Atomic Habits where he talks about how every action you take is a vote for the kind of person you want to become. And so ultimately, as you take action, as you exercise courage, doing things outside your comfort zone, seeking to become your future self, you're ultimately confirming to yourself the type of person you want to become. That's why habits are so powerful. In psychology, they call that self-signaling. Over time, you start to identify with your future self, but also over time through exercising courage and going outside your comfort zone, you actually develop the capabilities of your future self. You develop new capabilities. You learn skills. You learn knowledge. You maybe develop relationships that you didn't have before. You now have new capability because you exercise courage, because you went through that learning cycle. You have new capabilities that you didn't have before. And because of those new capabilities, you now have the fourth C, which is a higher level of confidence. And then confidence ultimately is you on a new peak. You're at that new peak. You have new capability, new confidence, new ability to produce results. And confidence then becomes your new launching point for imagining goals. Imagination is more important than knowledge, as Albert Einstein said. One of the amazing things you want to do is once you're on a peak, you can then actually see peaks beyond. You can see things that you couldn't see in your former valleys. You now know things your former self didn't know. Just like in the case of your future self, your future self will know things that you don't know. They'll be able to see things you can't see because they'll be on a peak that's way above where you're standing right now. And so your future self will be able to imagine and pursue goals and meanings that you just currently can't even imagine right now. And so once you go through that 4C cycle, you commit to a specific goal. You then go through the courage cycle of working through the learning process, learning, failing, developing higher level capabilities, maybe relationships, connections, network. Then you have a new level of confidence. So basically, you're now on a new peak. And so you have the potential of hitting a new upper limit problem. Once you get to that level, you're now on this new level. You might want to revert back to your former valley because now up at this new level, you're uncomfortable a little bit because this is now new territory for you. Ultimately, you can quickly adapt to it and you can make that your new normal. It's a lot easier to make that your new normal if you've clarified your future self and all along the way through that courage cycle, you've actually just been reinforcing the identity that that's who you are now. That's how you operate. Your identity is the story you tell about yourself. And so it's a lot better just to be clear about your identity from the beginning. Start with your future self. Use that as your new story. Commit to that. Ultimately invest in that. Go through the courage cycle of learning that. And then through your actions and habits, you, you ingrain that as your new identity. And so it can quickly become your new normal. And so what I love about Dan's four C's is actually this model teaches you how to go from peak to peak rather than unnecessarily going from peak back to valley because you self-sabotage yourself with the upper limit problem. Ultimately, what Dan says is this. Courage does not feel good. It doesn't feel good to step outside your comfort zone in the moment because you're trying new things, you're learning, you're facing emotions, but it's actually a great opportunity to become what psychologists call psychologically flexible. As you're outside your comfort zone, as you're trying new things, as you're facing uncertainty, as you're failing to some degree, you can become more flexible, more adaptive. You can become what's called tolerant of ambiguity. You can become comfortable actually being outside your comfort zone. Even still, it's slightly uncomfortable and it can be challenging going through that learning process. But once you have a higher level of confidence and a higher level of capability, confidence feels great. And that's why people can turn their peaks into valleys is because they feel good. They're confident in their new position. They feel great about what they've just done. And that's why I love what Dan says. He basically says, don't stay on that peak too long. Go back to committing again, back to another future and go through the cycle again. The purpose of getting onto the peak, developing all those skills, abilities is so that you can then envision new and better peaks and then go back to the cycle of committing again to a new future self and then going through the process 
the courage process of developing new skills, new capabilities, and then ultimately new confidence. And so if you go from peak to peak to peak, you can keep going. You can be smart on your peaks. You don't have to fail backwards and keep going back and forth. Instead, you can get onto a peak, really be thoughtful, really be wise, learn from it, establish that as the new norm, build new security around it, a new system around it, and then commit to a better future. And you can go from peak to peak to peak. That's why I love these three books, Peaks and Valleys. It just explains that we all will go through peaks and valleys. I love the big leap because it explains the psychology and the upper limit problem of once you get onto a peak, it's so easy to self-sabotage and hit that upper limit problem. And a lot of people, they just can't get through that upper limit problem. They, they keep trying to improve their lives and then they keep reversing and ultimately going back to their comfort zone. And ultimately, you want to make the, the new peak your new comfort zone, your new identity, your new normal. You want to adapt to that. And then you want to go through the four C's cycle, committing specifically to a clear future self, going through the courage cycle, developing new capability and confidence, and going from peak to peak to peak to peak. And that's how you can ultimately continuously progress in your life. These are three amazing books, three books to study. I've read each of them multiple times. I think they're absolutely amazing. I highly recommend them. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in, and get immediate access to all the goodies. The one-page Future Self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it. The full Future Self course and other goodies, such as my Peak State Checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times, and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking. Go to futureself.com, get those free goodies, and until next time, be your future self now. Talk to you soon.